1: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Down the blind, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. But Bibles get a score. Big one. He score.
3: Uh, Now, one of Sharkies versus the Eels. Uh, Mitchell Moses, two tries. Uh, This is an interesting one because... Sorry, the Eels versus Sharkies. I mean, they're all interesting ones. It's such a good weekend of footy, but the Eels, first of all, both teams, to leak that many points, very concerning. (coughs) They're supposed to be the tippity-top of the NRL. Both leaked a bunch of points. Both had opportunities to ice the game, and then the other team kind of came back into it. Good win for the Sharkies because obviously they're without Nico Hines. So, like, to beat the Eels at home without Nico Hines, you have to give that credit. The Eels, on the other hand, man, I just – look, it's a long season and we've seen this from the Eels plenty of times where they play poorly and they bounce back or whatever. But they've always been strong starters to the year and this is the first season where they've started quite slowly. So, look, is, is this the way that they go all the way and they win the comp? I'm not sure, but, man, the Eels were disappointing.
1: Yeah, they were. And and just on the Sharkies, you said both teams conceded points. I mean, you have a look at the Sharkies' last four games. This was actually their best defensive game in their last four, when you Mm. include the back end of last season. Conceded 26, 27 the week before. In both those finals games to finish the season, conceded more than 30 points. So um, very un-Craig Fitzgibbon, from what we've come to know of Craig Fitzgibbon. Mm. Parramatta, mate, I agree with you. They're they're now 0-2. As I said last week, their next three games against three teams coming off buys, and that's something I'm very interested to watch throughout this year, the record of teams off buys. The Dragons obviously got their first win. I think in this competition, when you've got two weeks to prepare and get everyone fresh, you should be winning after just about every buy. Mm. So I I hope I'm not being over the top, but if Parramatta are 0-5 in five weeks' time, I won't be surprised.
3: Oh, man. Like, they got the toughest opening draw. It's brutal. And they're not in form right now. Yeah. I mean... It's like they are informed, but they're not. You know what I mean? They have these patches where you go, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and then you go, you know, then they've lost the game. I will say, you know, and you know, I hate to single people out, but some of their outside backs, like like Wanga Blake, three errors, Bailey Simonson three errors. Like that's six errors between your winger and your like that kills you. It's like you could you could make the argument if they just made one error each, you'll win the game.
1: Yeah, and I also I know we had this conversation last week, and nothing's changed, but. Bench rotation. Mm. Makotoa didn't get on the field again. Murchie played thirty five. Momasea twenty three. Sorry, Makotoa only played um, thirteen minutes. What's like? You've you've got a long season ahead of you. What's? Well, no, Wiramu Greg didn't get on. He didn't get on the field. Sorry, yeah, Greg, yeah. But I mean, just makes me wonder what minutes is Madison going to play when he returns off the bench. It's bizarre. I don't
3: understand. Like, are they trying something new? But it's like, bro, you got to a grand final. Like, it wasn't. You don't need to try anything new. You, you just, just do what you did last year. You were incredible. Like,
1: they can't keep doing this all year. They, can't, they cannot keep playing their middles for these sort of minutes. It's what... Like, for all they know, both of these middles could get picked in origin mid-year. But, like,
3: does anyone think that Paolo and RCG need more minutes? They need it's, less minutes, if anything. They need to be less reliant on them. It's me-
1: bizarre, too. They've got Cartwright and Dory. Cartwright played 80. Dory played 72. Like, you're getting
2: four minutes out of your edges. Rotate your middle.
3: Yeah, it's bizarre. Timmy, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, just I suppose touching on the defence, like the attacking footy from both sides was outstanding. Mm. And like you had a missed tackles, so was 32 by Para, 24 by Canola. You know, not good stats, but not highly hey. alarming. we see missed tackles in games, you got 45, 50 plus at well, times. Last
3: week's sharks were 50 plus. <clears throat>
2: there you go. So, but what that says to me is that, you know, their structures and, and their shapes are really off. Their combinations are off in that. There were so many poor reads in defence that like they weren't necessarily just blokes missing an easy tackle to let a try yeah, through. Really, yeah. There were so many just clean line breaks where blokes would be shooting off out of the line or people would be staying back. Uh, the defensive unit was really poor from, mm. from both sides, so pretty concerning for, for both of them. Attack absolutely humming, yeah, but defensively, geez, really that sort of don't they? Yeah, they're defensively
3: just. So, again, like last year when the Eels are playing poorly, I was like, they've got such a good squad. When it clicks, it'll mm. click for them. And their attack is good. They've just got to sort out their defence. Well, I mean, the attack was, attack was good this game. Last game, it was good for half a game, and then it just yeah. went to fucking shit.
2: When we talk about, like, defensive structures. <coughs> Parramatta, at least, they've got the excuse of, right, there are a few new faces in the team. They've got a new nine. They've got two new edges in there at the moment. So they probably are adjusting a little bit. The big one is the edge player in the half as well. That's where parry even, I think, Brown shot out a line once or twice there and they got cut through there. They can work on that. Outside of Nico Hines, that Sharky side hasn't really changed. Mm. So I'm really surprised that they're battling defensively. Yeah,
1: and as you said, even if you bring Hines in, it doesn't change anything I mean. defensively, which is what they were built off the yeah. vast majority of last year. I, I thought that they would have come into the start of this season with – a big emphasis on their defence. I thought that the well, finals would have left a real
3: sour toast. I know people aren't going to like this because, like, I like the Broncos, but if there's one team that's coming this year with a defensive mindset, mm. it's the Brizzy Broncos. They kept the Panthers to, what, 10 points or 12 points or whatever, and they kept um, the Cowboys, Cowboys to 16 points, yeah. which I think is the best in the comp. Out Maybe Dolphins is better. Anyway, you know, but what I'm saying is, is there's no one – like when you look at the Broncos side, you don't think defence. When you look at the Sharks, you look at the Eels, you think defence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely needs to improve. Jaman Hopgood, another absolute cracker of a game. The great Guirino, I think you might have done it again, mate.
1: Yeah, I think I, think you might. I might have here too, just squat. <laughs> <But>, um, he's <laughs> made off, oh, I mean, yeah, I'll claim it, but he's better than I thought he was too. <clears throat> mm. I mean, he, he is a freak. Do, the thing that I loved in this game, you know, what do you have, two try assists, two or three line break assists, he did it all. You watched the last five minutes of that game. And there's a moment there where Gutho makes a break. They're down by four. And you can see he's trying to find someone to hit. And he, he floats to the middle of the field. And Hopgood is flying. And he tries <coughs> to get the pass to him and he's not able to. Good, good defence by Cronulla. If he would have got that ball, he would have scored the match-winning try mm. there. And then Cronulla get the ball. They make a break up the sideline. Not only does he Scott Sattler at him make the tackle, <laughs> takes him out. He stands up and sprints to where the scrum is to make sure he's the first one to pack it. Go If you get a chance, go and watch the last five minutes and just watch him. He almost won the game three times off his own back after mm. making 45 tackles and laying on half their points. I, I, mate, I reckon Billy Slater would be sitting there going, I don't know how I get him in, but I've got to get him in.
3: Yeah, it's uh, he is absolutely outstanding. And, I mean, going two for two, Guru, that's pretty good. Cotter, with it. Cotter into Hopgood. Far out. They don't call you the Guru for nothing, bro. They don't call you the Guru for but nothing. You look
2: at – not dwelling on – Oh, I absolutely am dwelling on those minutes and the bench rotation again because it – I'm so perplexed by it. Like, you've got Hopgood playing 71 minutes. Mm. I think he played 80 the week before. 84. 84 the week before. So Campbell-Gillard, 65. Bowlow, 57. The Edge is playing huge minutes. They're all playing monster games. It's it's bizarre. What is
3: going on? It's bizarre. I I just... Do those players really need more minutes? They are veterans. They need less minutes, and then you build them into the season. There must be a reason. There must be a reason internally... That they're trying to maybe go hard early and then back them off, maybe.
1: I mean, like they 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 played until the grand final last year. So did Hopgood; he played cup until yeah. the grand final. Well, they, they played the World Cup as played well. Played a World Cup as well. It's just. I don't know I, There's obviously reason For why must He's doing be a it yeah. I would love I, to know I would love for him Just to come out Even for the sake Of Parramatta fans yeah. Come and tell us What you're playing like, It's not going to change Anything about how Teams come up against you yeah. We know you're doing it Just to, just to explain why I
3: think Yeah, It, it would be really good For Parramatta fans To him go The reason why I'm Playing these guys In mm-hmm. such long minutes Is 4X And a lot of Parramatta fans Can at least go Well Okay I don't agree Or I do agree At least yeah. I know And yeah,
1: if yeah, I'm, I'm a Parramatta team, fan yeah. I'm sitting there Going Like we carried a utility all last year and we didn't need one. You constantly found a way to get them in there. <laughs> now you're not using Jersey 17 and you're not playing a utility. What if someone does get injured?
3: Yeah, it's, it's I, uh, very strange. I love
2: with Hopgood as well. They're such calculated offloads. Yeah. It's yeah. obviously going to be such an integral part of the game, but he's not going to the line and flicking it out the back willy nilly. Like he's in complete control every time he throws it. If there's a small chance that it's not on, he keeps it under the wing and holds on to it, which he, is it's a big thing. Yeah,
1: I, I think he's the best offloader in the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, is pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be, I, I want to see more of
1: him, but right now you'd say for for, From field. what I've seen in reserve, Grant, yeah, I mean, he's, as you said, they're calculated.
3: Effective,
2: he never offloads yeah. at the wrong time. Yeah, There'll be, be blokes who will offload more, but yes. they're not as effective. Yeah. There'll be turnovers. Maddie, Just winding back to before, so Penrith have the best, I'm not counting the two buy teams, Penrith have the best defence at the moment with 23, and Brizzy, 28. Brizzy Broncos. Penrith do. Yeah, they've only conceded... They conceded 13 when they lost. Yeah. And then they won, so. Mm.
3: Okay, so that, what, is this, what was it again?
2: So Penrith have conceded 23. Brisbane have conceded 28.
3: Yeah. I mean, when you look at that, it, it like slaps you in the face like the Penrith situation. You go, <laughs> oh, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah,
1: mate, and, and like we said this last week, everyone's panic stations about them. They lost two games by one point. That is and so They played impressive. awfully. Yeah.
3: That is so impressive. And that's where you're like... That's why, you know, I've clearing that aren't panicking because they're like, we're still the best defensive comp in the comp. What, no, what wins comps? Defense.
1: No, I, wow. I, I just imagine they were sitting there last week watching all the headlines about Luai and Salmon just laughing and everyone panicking about them going, we're not conceding points. Mate, if anything, I think the Luai-Salmon helped them. I think it definitely helped Because them. it just misdirected any stress on anyone yeah. else. And
3: mm. the boys, they know they're sweet. They're like, okay, so." And that's
1: right. I reckon they'd be sitting there going... Does anyone outside of this room realise the best defensive team wins every fucking year? Yeah,
3: it's uh, Fuck, that's a good stat for the year. Like, I know it's two games, but... I mean, we should put a disclaimer at the start of every episode. We know it's been two games. Yeah. And then round three, we know it's been three games.
1: But on top of that, and yes, it has been two, three games, whatever, <laughs> we wrapped the Cowboys Deluxe last year for their defence. Mm. Brisbane went through them on the weekend. It's because we've got a young hot boy at the back, mate. When you're that hot,
3: <laughs> you're that horny, you do whatever you want. Um okay now onto the, so eels it's not like panic stations at all but it is concerning like yeah. you, you can't hide behind like if they had an easier draw i could be like look this can, but this this could turn into a disaster if you go on 5 it's a grand finalist i don't think they will go on 5 <laughs> i don't think they will because their team is too good but we could be in the beginnings of like, oh, my God.
2: And I know it can be a few people up just when we're sort of looking at the draw and referring <clears> to <throat> sides having better and worse draws and whatnot. And they're saying, you know, if they start hard early, well, then, you know, it balances out across the course of the season. It does. But what we were sort of alluding to is that a side like the Bunnies or Parramatta who do have these really difficult starts of the season, if they do start on 5 or 1-5 and whatever, They're just chasing their tails the entire season. Mm. So you don't want that big chunk of tough games early on. Yeah, If you can get away with it and be three from five or something, sweet, happy days, and you get easy games, but it doesn't always work that way. And Parramatta, they're staying at a a tough month ahead still.
3: Well, who's been the most dominant side of the last 20 years? Melbourne Storm. What is their number one message every year? Start fast. (laughs) Mm. Cam Smith always said, we always started fast because you get the points in the bank and then you can just focus on playing rugby league. The last thing you want to be doing is chasing points at the end of the year, doing big pressure plays. To, like look at the Roosters, for example. If they started well last year, they would have been in the mm. top four. They're probably in a grand final.
1: And that's where with Parramatta, I worry that if they are zero and five, we get to Origin time. Two front rowers are gone. Hopgood might be gone. Everyone else has played twenty five minutes off the pine. Mm. All of a sudden, you have to play sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah.
2: and and you can't afford to. If you start slow around that origin time, you can't afford to rest them the week yeah. after. You can't afford to rest them in round twenty-five yeah. if you're chasing top-four spot. Look what the Panthers
3: have been able to do last few years. They like tell their origin <laughs> players don't come into training for a week mm. because they can afford to. You know they don't they don't drop games. But anyway, yeah. So I agree, mate. I agree. Uh, Sharkies, real mixed bag. I love the twenty-five missed tackles or whatever stat. That's that's really. It's not like incredible but it's good like if you were going to give that a grade you'd probably give it an a minus because like that's not that many missed tackles um a minus b plus so when i look at their attack with tricky trindle in there i'm going this is great will kennedy most underrated fullback in the game bar none so good uh but again it's that it's that large amount of you know 26 points they, they were Eels were out towards it, a 10-nil lead in the first yeah. whatever minutes yeah. and they crawled it back so it feels harsh to be negative so I'm not going to be I'm just going to identify the fact that their defence needs work but it is also it's one of those games where I think you just get the win you just get into the fucking stadium you get the two points you get the fuck out you don't <laughs> focus on it and you just go forward and then you build confidence you know what I mean like yeah. it could have very easily been they, they are going into round 3 0 and 0-2. Such a different conversation, man. Such yeah. a different conversation. And if you're
1: looking for glass half full, I don't think there's many sides that go to Combank and are down 10-0 after five minutes and then win the next 70 minutes, 30-16. to 16. Mm. So like there, there are positives there, but, yeah, I I, mate, I I think it's incredible with the Sharkies too that there's not many sides that you could take the Dalian winning halfback out of their side and they score 30 points against last year's grand finalists too. Mm. So there are positives to take out of there, but, yeah...
2: You don't want to be conceding 26, regardless mm. of who you're coming up against. Timmy? Yeah. Kempi, I just love your mentality. <clears throat> don't overthink it. Just, just rock up. Get the two. Just go home. Put the feet up and relax. <laughs> don't take it relax, about,
3: Yeah, mate. Because if you start wigging out too early in the season, everyone gets tired <laughs> by the end of it. They're going, oh, my God. Like, every time, every time we play, it's panic stations. So just get in there, get the job done, get and get done, and get
2: out. Just get done it home. done. Just uh, get it Around Will Kennedy – like he just gets more and more impressive every single week. Now he's not there yet, but if we're looking at like fullback ranking tiers, and, and you have your Clear Latrell, Teddy, Pappy, etc. at the top of it, Tommy Turbo, then the level below it, I think you probably have like Gufo and Dill Edwards. Mm. He's getting bloody close to that level, mm. um, you know, especially off the back of the Sharky, Sharky success. He started this season on fire. Is Jeff and that's. Fair to say That he's not far off him Or do you think A lot more to do He's killing it I think
3: As a silky ball player Mm. He's up there with the best I really do Like Does he have the physicality Of Tom Travojevic And Latrell Mitchell No Probably not I'm saying Gutho and Edwards Oh he's up there With Gutho and Edwards See I would sneak Edwards Into that top tier Yeah I'd sneak him into that top tier Now is he as good as he No but I'd sneak him Into top tier Oh, that's an interesting one.
2: Three tries, three line breaks, 180 metres, four tackle busts. I tell you what, I know it's only one game, but. I tell you what, he's on his way. He's on his way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's on his way to sneaking into that second tier yeah. of fullback, for yeah.
1: sure. I would, If I was to have him in the second tier, I would have him at the bottom of the second tier, but he's not far off. I he's think not. it's just the consistency that we constantly get from Gutho and Dill Edwards that mm. elevates them. So, um, would you, you wouldn't have Dill in top tier yet? I'd have him the bottom of the top tier or the top of the second. I sort of I'd have yeah, him in between fair. there. But I mean, when you take yeah. him out of his team, that's so good. It's hard to argue yeah. that he shouldn't be top.
2: Mm. I, I've got him top of the second tier just because Teddy Latrell Turbo are so like they're the absolute lead of our game. It I, is the strongest position in the NRL
3: across the board at the moment. I would um, I would have him bottom. Bottom of the top tier, I think. And a lot of people try to say, I've seen comments saying, oh, you put him in a bad team, he wouldn't be as good. I disagree. I think he's actually mm. one of the players that would consistently be delivering 200 metres, 10 tackle breaks. Um, so, I, yeah, I would progress Dylan Edwards into the bottom of the top tier.
1: I mean, Clive Churchill, medalist. I mean, yeah, I know. That's like, what I talk. Clive, a lot, yeah. He's
3: a back-to-back winning premiership yeah. fullback. He played one of the grand finals with a broken foot, won a Clive, comes back, and he's on six end points. You know, so, and also, was it, was, was it last, was it this last season that just went? We were talking about Smokey for, for Dalian fullback. Who won Dalian fullback last year?
1: Edwards. Did he? Was it? Or was it Teddy? Uh, it would have been Teddy because Teddy came second in the Dalian overall. Must have been Teddy. Oh, must have been Teddy then. Yeah. I wonder where Edwards came then. Well, I think he, wasn't Drinky four and he was five or six? I, I, I thought th- he got pretty close to it.
2: So, yeah, so Teddy would have won fullback because he got 33 points, yeah. but then Drinkwater and Edwards got the same amount of points on 23.
1: 23. What, did Teddy get 33 and they got 23? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big gap. Outrageous.
3: Okay, so he basically equal second, fullback Dalian points.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: yeah, that, that is correct. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Not even> um, <laughs> the
1: argument that echoes through eternity. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah.
3: Never going to let it go. Uh, anyway, back to the great... Um, Will Kennedy Yeah Look I love I love what I'm seeing He's only going to get better He's in his what Second or th- Like third year Of first grade About um, I love what I'm seeing uh, Outside of that Nikara uh, He was What I love Is like I feel like For at least two years now With Nikara I'd been saying And for people listening They're going Why are you saying Nikara <laughs> instead of Nikora We've been told That it is Nikara Because in the Maldi language The R's are rolled not um, so But happy to change it back if he wants us to change it back. But yeah, I feel like for the last two years, I've been saying this guy, this kid, he's special. He's going to come into his own. He's going to come into his own. And he just, he just he's he been really solid. He has always done his job, always played well, but he hasn't taken that next step of a, of a wide running forward. I think this year, for the, at least for the first two games... He's taken that step because he was outstanding on the weekend
1: yeah well you go back to uh 2021 when he was lining up outside sean johnson mm. he scored 14 tries that season and just blew it away it was it was crazy and then you know as per with guys playing first grade they tend to have that big peak and then they level out for a little bit till they find their consistent spot i'm starting to think that he has this year mm. uh, I, th- I think he's he runs one of the hardest lines in
2: rugby league there are mm. a few things in the game that get the juices flowing more than seeing him Hit a hard line And oh, come oh, through like, it, It's so beautiful To watch isn't
1: it And you can see The defence that They are literally just go oh, Fuck please don't give it to him Please don't give it to yeah. him Because quite often When he scores He goes untouched
3: he, he, He's like He's the wide running forward You hate to defend Because like He consistently runs that line yep. So you're consistently going Oh my god Like this game I'm constantly going to be like every tackle is gonna be a big deal, you know? Whereas like sometimes you defend on the edges and you're like, there's some tackles, you just make your tackle, you get through it. It's almost, it's almost um, business as usual. Whereas like every run from Nikora, he's ripping inside shoulders off. And I just think that this year he, he finally, and I know people have been listening to the podcast for a while, I think he'll finally become that wide running forward that week Cause like he's run similar lines to Boyd Cordner. Yeah. Mm. Um, and how for how long did Boyd Cordon rip people's shoulders exactly off?
2: Exactly right. And and the flow on effect is like sure he has the highlight real moments and he's good try scoring stats, but we always speak out when there is a, a back rower who runs that hard line, just as the decoy hold, holding up defenders, mm. the amount of space he's creating for his outside backs, oh. and, and with Nico inside him, Nico sweeping, like it's so invaluable, and you don't really see it unless you really really watch your footy yep. uh, as deep as a, a sort of We do and a few others out there do. Oh, it's such a big impact.
3: Yeah. Well, think about this. There, so seven. Sharky seven wins the Dalie M. Matty Moreland has the most try involvements. Who's who's their edge back rower for the whole year last yeah. year? Sent like yeah. I know they could have exactly. gone other sides, but yeah. Nikola
1: And the last time we sat there and went, Sean Johnson had a great year. Who was his back
3: rower? Yeah. So mm. I'm really yeah. excited to see where Nikola goes. Um,
1: I think defensively, as much as he hasn't scored as many tries last year, I think he's been sensational too. Mm.
3: Oh, defensively. I yeah. think he's always been really good defensively. Yeah. He And he, he hits, but it's like a stinging hit. It's like ones like, whenever you see in highlights, and, you know, I'm sure most people that have played rugby league know this, those big hits where you see people go flying, they don't hurt. Yeah. They don't hurt. They seriously do not hurt, unless you get whiplashed and knocked out. Um, it's the ones you don't see that fucking sting mm. and, they, and, and your body. And because if you go flying, it means your body hasn't taken the impact. You've the you're you been forced backwards. If you don't go flying, it means your body takes the full
1: fucking impact. Mm. And he does those kind of hits that sting you. And it, it's a bit of a weird um, correlation. but like, I had him in my um, super coach team last year, so I watched him really closely. And you could see his super coach stats, which you get from tackles, runs mm. in his situation. They would go sky high whenever it was in the wet. Whenever it was tough oh, really? and tight, he would bring his shovel and go to work. Yeah, that's interesting. So I love about it. That's him. interesting. Which though. when you watch him in 2021, you go, oh, he's a highlight back rower. Yeah, yeah. But he's not. He's the opposite.
3: Yeah, it's so true. So true. <clears throat> um, okay, anyone else for the Sharkies, boys, that stands out to you? All good, mate,
1: for me. Yeah, I think that covers it. Um,
3: yeah. Looking out Three tries for Will Kennedy Far out In a game that they needed points And he gets the win
1: So just on the Sharkies That that intercept that um, Mulatalo took That was a huge play oh. In that game That was massive He's got a Mulatalo has quite
3: a few big plays now For the Always. Sharkies It's yeah. um, I, He's a fan favourite He really is like Electrifying um, Although he was on a treadmill In which Moses was chasing him <laughs> Oi Mulatalo Get on your bike son He called that early Just quietly at the pub yeah, because I know... Mitch-
1: as, yeah, you know he's quick. You know,
3: Mitchell Moses would probably be one of the quickest in the comp, I reckon. He is fast, man. He just—you just You just don't see it very often. Yeah. And I don't... Man, I don't trust those bloody trackers that no, much. I don't trust them at all. They, yeah. they are... I don't know. <laughs> the eye
1: test doesn't, doesn't go for me. I'll tell you just before we move off this game, we're obviously doing the live show whilst this one was on. There was a try scored every three minutes. Oh, nah. It was torture trying oh. to keep an eye, watch it, and it, it was mm. a game. You know what's crazy? Game.
3: So... 64 minutes Dale Finucane 176 metres 66 post contact 43 tackles Only one miss I'm not even talking about him (laughs) They said he was And think about it They said he was done And I I hate to bring it up West Tigers didn't even try to get him (laughs) They went went after David Pangai Jr
1: Uh, Your time will come The Tigers Yeah
3: Like Jesus You didn't want this bloke That's still putting up those numbers with all that experience. Also, in the stand documentary, you know, it's like, you know, people think we're talking nonsense when we go, you sign these experienced guys, it doesn't even matter if they barely play. Like, guess what Wayne Bennett said? Because they were like, oh, because the, the recruitment people to Wayne Bennett, I'm bloody spoiling the whole thing, but trust, it's a, it's a episode each week, guys. So this is only out of one episode. So they go to Wayne, you know, if we sign him on th- two to three years, he's going to be 35 or whatever by his third year. And Wayne goes... So what? And they were like, well, what do you mean? He's like, we'll put him on for 20 minutes. And by that third year, the young forwards that have learned under him can go out and do the the big job. And it's just like, that's why he's Mm. the GOAT, is that he understands, just like Craig Fitzgibbon understood, that in his third year, yeah, he's not expecting Fanukin to play 70 minutes, but he'll get 20 minutes out of him to do the job and he'll teach the young guys what to do.
1: Can I, and off the back of that, I might be heading down the exact opposite path. Mm. I think it's a question we need to ask. Wade Graham, out on the bench on the weekend, they had McInnes, Royce Hunt, Oregon Confuci, they had Connor Tracy as well. He's club captain. Do you think there's always going to be a spot for Wade in this side this year?
3: I think that when you've got enough experience mm. in the team, you can afford to go, sorry, Wade, I like. Yep. You know? But I do think that give him a chance to lose the spot though. Yeah, fair. And give make it so that... If you want to take the club captain and Wade Graham spot, you better earn, better earn it. Don't just be like, oh, it comes back, plays one poor game. All right, see you later. I think that – because you've, you've got to worry about club culture long-term too <clears> and <throat> yep. the way you treat guys that have earned the right to get mm. a few chances. Um, and I think Craig given will. Like, you know, I think there's a world where Connor Tracy probably falls off that bench. Wade Graham yeah. goes well, on that bench w- as a utility. Which it
1: is interesting if you take out all that context of mm-hmm. who Wade Graham is, if you're just picking your side, who you want there, like – and, and it's a bit of a utility. Like, like, realistically, when they put Wade Graham on in the middle, I don't think compared to, like, Ken McKinnis, he adds that much in the middle to mm. them. Whereas a Connor Tracy, he can play every position on the field, mm. essentially. So it probably, probably does make more sense to carry him. I, I just think it'll be an interesting
2: because one to watch. Because he does, obviously, cover the halves, it puts the Sharkies in a unique position of carrying a four-forward bench, mm. which not many clubs can do because they... You know, most clubs need a, a, an outside back on their bench to cover out to back and in particular a half back because if a half goes down you're shot but Wade Graham being able to effectively cover 5-8 and we've spoken about it before but they've got Nikora who can shoot out to the back line as well if Nick they off. need to yeah. oh shit I got it right the first time uh, as well yeah, I know. I'll
3: know. i stuff it up too man yeah
2: Nikora uh, who can shoot out and play centre for them Cam McInnes who can play number 9 for them the versatility across their squad is amazing. Oh, it's it's yeah.
3: seriously, as we've discussed, one of the most balanced squads mm. in the comp.
1: And like if something happened to Matt Moylan this weekend and you had to play Wade at 5'8 for the rest of the year, I'd be like, they'll be okay. He's do, that good. Do you think – I know he just re-signed Trindle, mm. but
3: is – you know, and I hate to say it, but is Matty Moylan's riding on the wall like pretty much in stone now because Trindle has come in and played so well – I'm assuming there's no way Trindle re-signed unless he was promised, you know, once Maddie Moylan is done, you will be in in the next year or two. Like, why would a guy like Trindle that's played, that this good and we know is this good sign a three- or four-year deal? How long did it was the deal he signed, Maddie? A, a three-year deal to sit in reserve grade for three years.
2: He's only 23, Braden Trindle. I know, he's yeah. young. Jesus.
3: How long is Moyza signed for? I think it's one year. Okay. I reckon this might be Moyza's last year. 2024, Moiser. So he he's got two years. He's day. contracted until the end of 2024, according to yeah. yeah. Wow, that's interesting because surely Trindle's not sitting in a reserve grade until 2024. Yeah. There's no
1: way. So. We're, we're even talking at the live show, like a number of clubs out there that need a seven. Surely you should be Mate. looking at him. Oh, that's, and that's what, I,
3: that's what I'm alluding to. Yeah. They're going to have to make a hard call. Manny Moylan has been incredible and he continues to be really good. But – What decision do you make? Do you piss off Trindle? Look, there's no world where Trindle should be playing reserve grade in 2024. That's craziness. And also, the desperation some clubs need for a seven, there's no way his contract is more than 400k right now
1: Or does Craig just look at it and go, "Well, whichever one of you earns a jersey, you're going to play well to fucking hold on to it because the other one's waiting there."
3: Yeah, I would love to know how much Moyes is on. Mm. Did he take massive unders to stay for those two years? And he's actually the one on the lower tier contract.
1: I reckon he would be.
3: Yeah, I personally reckon he and would. And so they be. can afford to sit him in reserve grade if they have to. I think so. Yeah, but, but the problem I mean, is, is like even even if Moises is playing a little bit better, do you do you risk pissing off Trindle? You know.
1: I mean and I thought their most impressive player in the trials was the other young halfback, um, Poodle. Peru. So <laughs> they're stacked.
3: They are stacked. They are sta- I mean, these are the problems you talk about when you're talking about top tier clubs. is what you want. Yep. They've yeah, They've literally <laughs> got you <laughs> know, so again, really interesting conversation. I'm not saying that Moises has definitely done it the you know, rah rah, but it is about balancing and keeping like anyone that watched Braden Trindle play the last two weeks knows now he's not a reserve grader. He should not be playing reserve grade. But you know, does he get the fourteen role? Well, where do you put him on the bench then? Fuck, yep. Hunt, Kofusi, Graham comes back, Cam McInnes. and geez. I mean, even last
1: year they they had a young bloke named um, Ryan uh, Rivett, I think he's, I'm pretty sure that was his name, and he, he was he looked very good in the in the juniors. They let him go to Newcastle, so they're they're obviously confident in what they've got there.
3: Tricky Trindle played fantastic. Um, Brayley got through a bunch of work, but yeah, look, Sharkies, as I said at the start, yes, the defense is concerning. But sometimes you just need to get in, get the two points and get the fuck out of there. (laughs) Seriously, like I can't express how much enough. Because like another reason why you don't want to start slow is some clubs crumble confidence from that. And so the first 10 weeks they play poorly and no matter what you do after that, their confidence is so shot that they just can't come back from it. Whereas if you start really strongly, you can always fall back on, boys, we've beaten the best of the best, so we can do it. Yeah. I think, I, think the Sharkies, I think the Sharkies and the Eels will be fine. I really do. But they do need to, if they want to be considered a top-tier club, they need to constantly be a top-tier club.
1: I think Parramatta need to win at least one of the next three oh, yeah. against those top-tier clubs. My God. Or, and, I mean, Maddow's not back this week. I think he'll return for the Panthers game. Mm. So that'll be huge grand final <laughs> replay. <refi. laughs> I
3: love Matto, but one of the all-time bedsheets. That's one of the great bedsheets. <laughs> all-time bedsheets. Fuck he, he's such... He's a good guy. I'm, t- I'm telling you people, I've, you know, hung out with him in that. Although his decision was silly, he's a good bloke. Like, he is a good bloke. And
1: it's wild too because Hopgood comes in in his jersey mm. and you go and he would never take three games off.
3: No way. I mean, look, most players wouldn't. Most I think. Players wouldn't, yep. I think it was a perfect storm for him where that... I think the players were having a big issue with getting fined yep. and they were basically going, <clears throat> no other workplace... Gets fined, mm. so why am I getting fined four thousand? So I think that was a big argument from RLPA because you have to remember the deal hadn't been signed going forward, and so he may have just got caught up in in that, like yeah. making a stand, like because he is quite a strong moral, like he stands strongly on what he believes is correct. Yep. Uh But I think it's this case you've just got to bite the bullet and do what's best for the team.
1: Yeah, and I have no doubt whatsoever that Ryan Madison will regret this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Silly, silly decision. Uh, but
1: yeah. Anyway, that is
3: uh, Sharkies versus Seals.